All right, we're back. I just had to air a few messages while I was changing up my recording CDs. Now, this was actually recorded yesterday. Um, I really pushed this uh, to get done on the fly, I guess, and uh, did a bit of editing for it. And I'm pretty happy with how it turned out. Um, got a lot of really great information all about like West Coast bands, pretty much just kind of like the struggle for like the underground musician in LA and I guess worldwide if you think about it because I mean everybody that's like an underground musician has to deal with the same things like pay to play um, you having like music that's been recorded or pretty much written and you got to wait maybe a year or two or three or or longer to really even get it onto an album and uh, that that's one of the struggles of uh, being like an underground musician where you don't have that fallback where it's just like, oh, you know, because we're on this big label, so we get helped out a lot. No, no. It, it's a bit different. Now, anyways, though, check out my interview with Chris Rojas, singer and bassist for Savage Rain. Here we go. This is an interview with Savage Rain singer, bassist Chris Rojas, by Nick Fratell on Thursday, October 16th, 2014. Now, Chris, tell me what it was like starting Savage Rain and how it was. Oh, starting, starting Savage Rain was actually kind of difficult. I mean, I had our original guitar player, you know, help, you know, me and him kind of figure things out. Then uh, we saw one of our mutual friends, like, post something up on Facebook. So he contacted him, that's Sal, with Sal. They were in the band to this friend to this day. And then since then, that's what, that's what happened. You know, we started jamming to the songs that had and stuff. So, I mean, the rest is where we're at right now. Can you tell me about the current lineup of your band? The current lineup right now, well, it's me on um, bass and vocals. And then we have Sal on guitar, lead guitars. He does all the guitars, basically. And uh, we have Paul on drums. Paul's also an iron fist, a little... And we're looking for a second guitar player for rhythm. But as of now, for the, this upcoming show, we have a show we have on Monday with Raven and Night Demon. Um, our friend Eric from the band Gypsy Hawk is going to be filling in that second guitar player. Pretty much, what would you be looking for, like, as a permanent second guitarist? I mean, you know, that's someone that could just, you know, get along well with us and, you know, has the same, you know, dedication to play, you know, the music we're playing right now. I mean, someone could, you know, it's kind of like, you know, in the same state of mind like us and, you know, let's do, you know, what we're doing. Then also, I mean, you know, there's not one particular thing we're looking for. Just it's good, like, get the song done, it's cool with us, and, you know, he has that feeling to it, and cool, man, you know. I mean, I'm not picky, so. What's the L.A. scene like for black thrash and black metal bands playing at shows nowadays in 2014? Well, to be honest with you, you know, there's more of these bands coming up. I mean, there's more like, like I guess you could call it like Black Thrash, I guess. Um, there's more of those bands coming up, you know, like just newer bands, which is kind of cool. There's not much of a huge scene on it yet, I believe. But, I mean, the shows right now are pretty cool, you know. There's been a lot of great shows. The last one that I went to was was an Exumer. It was a Sadistic Intent, more of a and then they had a Merciless Death and uh, Sacrificer. I don't know if you're familiar with them. And then there was an actually a newer band on the bill called Social Overload. Pretty cool. 
pretty cool band that's from out here from the San Fernando Valley where Savage Rain is also from. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I've heard of Sacrificer and played uh, some of those guys' uh, songs on my show in the past, but it's just kind of like really want to get new music from them. That's pretty much where I stand with those guys. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just like, I, I just want to get more new music from Sacrificer. I mean, I, I like their sound and everything. It's just like, I, I want more new music, you know? Yeah, cool, cool band. Were you in any other bands before Savage Rain? Uh, yeah, I was in a death metal band from L.A. called Infernal Damnation. Uh, it was cool. I mean, I have nothing bad to say about the guys. I mean, you know, I just wanted to do something, you know, that I could contribute into and do more, you know, that I want. I, you know, you know what I mean? Like, more, like, yeah. songs that people could, like, literally, like, mod to and just, like, bang their heads to instead of just, like, you know, the same old, like, death metal. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love the whole old-school death metal stuff and, you know, all that. I just wanted something new. Tell me about your ideas for your songs, Night Stalker and Savages of the Night, that can be found on live at Loaded Bar in Hollywood, California, from uh, December 28th of last year. You want to know about the songs, or...? Yeah, yeah, like, I found out about those songs through that live recording. Oh, okay, um, Night Stalker is actually, um, song, you know, gave me the, you know, sent me those riffs and stuff, I'm like, this is crazy, this is cool stuff, and then, uh, you know, I just got down to writing the lyrics, and I kid you not, the lyrics are basically based upon, you know, not the Night Stalker, you know, Richard Ramirez, so it's pretty cool, I mean, and we actually played it at our first show, which was like a week after Richard Ramirez died, so that was pretty funny, and wow. then... And then uh, Night Stalker, I mean, uh, and then uh, Savages of the Night. I don't know, you know, just crazy, you know, uh, cool lyrics, fun, fun music. The way I write my lyrics, it's pretty cool, I guess. You know, I just, you know, have some beers and just watch Tales from the Crypt, and then I just get some crazy imagination going on, and that's how I write. The lyrics, most of the lyrics I've written are basically, you know, off watching Tales from the Crypt and, you know, crazy shit. You seen any real badass horror movies as a late man? Uh, lately, nah, man. I mean, just like the same old stuff I've always watched, kind of thing. But all right, I, give me like your top five all-time favorite list of horror movies. Then. Uh, well, Nightmare, the Nightmare trilogy has always been, you know, some of my favorites, and then also the Omen, uh, the Halloween trilogies I've always been into. I like. I don't know if you could put it as horror, or I don't know what you put it under, but I, I'll say Maniac is a great one. Uh, like I said, I don't know if you'll put it under horror, but okay. the Maniac and the Maniac rematches one are really good. Uh, the Exorcist, of course. Uh, I think we talked about that with the, the whole Possessed song. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's four. And Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery well, is one that's... of my favorites. What is your favorite song that's going to be coming out soon? Probably my favorite. We've been, we've played this song probably twice, I believe. It's probably Evil Forces. It's a crazy song. I mean, you can find it on YouTube at uh, the show that we did for the Oya Fest. It's on YouTube right now. It's a live recording. It's one of my favorites, just due to the fact that it's a crazy drum intro that Paul does in the beginning. And it just goes straight to the song. A lot of great harmonies and stuff. And solo style solos are pretty badass in that song. And then also, I'm I'm really looking forward on recording a 
few covers which I will not be naming. I'm really interested in seeing how these songs come out recorded live. I mean, recorded. Cool. Yeah. Now, at your average Savage Rain concert, tell me about the set list you play and a few words about those songs. Okay. Um, we usually try to have like a crazy, you know, good in- a good intro song to come out to this upcoming show we're doing. Uh, we have this um, a Hellraiser like little theme music that we're doing right before we even start playing. And then we're going to just jump into um, Savages of the Night. Let's see. Savages of the Night is a great song to play. It has a good little breakdown towards the end. And um, what else? We usually do Drink uh, Drink Death, which is a fun song. Rock and Roll Nightmare is fun. We have that intro and then we have that little breakdown also in the middle. That's the song we usually start with. And then Cemetery Love is always a good song. I mean, we always have fun playing that song. Blasphemous is one of my favorite songs to play live due to the fact that towards the end we have that little tank kind of scorpion riff to it ending the song, which that part is always fun to play live. Savage Rain's a good one. That I feel that song is always like, it always gets my adrenaline going because it's a fast song and just straight to the point. Also, uh, I don't believe it. That one's a short song. If you ever have like time to like squeeze in a little short song, that's the song we usually squeeze in. Possessed is usually the song we end with. Ending with that one, I always find that it's perfect to end it with. It's the fact that the way the song ends, I, you know, we could literally just throw anything in there. Either try to rip off Maiden and end with the way they end their shows with, with that whole follow be that name thing. But, I mean, it never comes out as good as theirs. What other songs am I missing in there? I think that's about it. Ten songs we have. But. Now, tell me about how you're going to record this upcoming release of yours. Oh, we have been in the studio for the album already. We're recording with Laundry Studios with our friend Yuli. So it's cool. But, you know, it's just money-wise right now. We, why we haven't been able to finish it. I mean, we all have been working lately a lot. And then some of us had little vacations here and there. Nothing too crazy. We're trying to get the album done by it. at least early next year. Okay. I'm trying to have some copies to pick up to NBX with me when I get up there. You got tickets already, right? Yeah, I already have my four-day set. Excellent. See you around there, man. Can you tell me the things you need to go through to get good promotion for a concert you're going to be playing, such as dealing with college radio, internet radio, zines, blogs, flyers, and word of mouth with friends and fans here? Well, the way we do it, you know, I mean, online work is all social network stuff, and then I usually get uh, in contact with our one of our good friends, Louis. He does cool, you know, flyers and stuff, so that's the guy I usually go to, and I try to print out flyers and, you know, just do the old school way, you know, just pack out flyers, put the flyers at local places, and then just, that's basically all we do, you know, just pass out flyers, take them to shows we go to, and then just pass them out there, and, you know, it's, you know, word of, you know, people just tell each other and just go to the show, and then they check us out. I mean, if they like us, it's cool, and if you don't like us, it's even better, I guess. Our name will always be around, I guess. You'll see it in the flyers, and that's, I mean, and there's a lot of great promoters out here. I mean, Church of the Eighth Day is a great one. Uh, Hayward is cool. See what else? Uh, Organ Donor. That guy's great. That's like, actually, that's the guy that got out the first show. Poor Kids Radio. Those guys are amazing. Those are some of the good ones right now that are really, you know, building up. And then also, you know, our friend Alvin. 
He's done a bunch of great shows at local bars and like little venues out here. So it's just basically, Excellent. you know, just passing out flyers and posting stuff online and just, I guess, making event pages. I and mean, Facebook is cool with stuff like this. You ever deal with any zines around uh, the West Coast? Uh, there's not much out here in LA. Uh, I don't believe there's not that much out in the in Southern California. There's more up north. I've seen a lot of things online up from like up north, like Edgewood, okay. and there's a bunch of stuff up in Portland. I think Portland is probably. I haven't been up to Portland yet. I, mean, I want to make my way out there. Even if it's without Savadrin or, you know, just on my own going with a few friends going to a show up there. But, I mean, either way, it'll be cool going up there. Because it seems like the scene up there is pretty cool, what I hear. Everybody, like, is cool with everybody. You know, it's not as quick out, like, out here in L.A. You know, everything's, like, quick, you know. Pretty stupid at times, but what can I do? Uh, yeah, like, uh, some people from out here, you know, uh, Grave Hill, a bunch of great people there. They love, you know, new upcoming music, especially Mike. Um, the Kyle from Temple of Dagon, Alvin, uh, he's from a band called Icon of Phobos. Chris Hayward is always cool on listening to new stuff. Organ donor, uh, Poor Kids Radio. Adrian Mejia, he's always a cool guy. I mean, that guy's everywhere, takes videos, takes great pictures, and he does it all for, you know, the love of the music. I believe we spoke about him when you did that interview with uh, Get Richard and I at Deathfest. Uh, that guy, you know, like promotes the hell out of the music and the band. That guy's cool. Uh, he's also extended to so many names I can't really think of any right now. You spoke about changing up your vocals a lot for this upcoming release. Can you tell me what you think your fans will notice about like the changes on these new recordings? Yeah, let's go. Probably it. But yes, let's yell. Like from the recordings that you've heard, which was yeah. from the from the Street Savages or Savage Streets or whatever it was called. Yeah, Street Savages. Um, that's basically from their demo we have, from the demo tape we have. It's nothing like we sound now. I mean, live is way different. I probably have like one yell, like probably like I have probably had like probably like top three yells during the whole set. I mean, I kind of like stopped doing that due to the fact that. The music is getting heavier and the yells don't go with it anymore, I guess. <laughs> so I've just noticed that my vocals suck. <laughs> but I mean, um, yeah, I mean, less yells would probably be it and then a little deeper into it. And you'll notice a lot, a lot. Like, how much deeper are you going to have your vocals? I guess, yeah, not much deeper, just deeper than what it were. Less, you know, like I said, less uh, higher stuff into it. How many songs are going to be on this next release? On the album, there's 10, and we have a 7-inch coming up, which will have two covers and one original. Now, what are the songs on that split, on that 7? Uh, on the 7, it's only going to be Rock and Roll Nightmare and two covers that I will try to keep down on the low key for now. What are, like, three songs from this upcoming album that, like, you really feel like your fans should know about first? One song is called Seven Dreams, uh, the one I named earlier. I feel like that song, the way I wrote it, I was listening to too much, you know, Kill em All, and then I just wrote that one. <laughs> Basically, like, um, kind of like a Toxic Walls kind of song, like the lyrics. Uh, the music is more on, like, on the... The music is, like, kind of like a tiger, or like a tiger junkie kind of, like, you know, 
rhythm and wrist into it. So it should be a fun song. That's that's one of them. Also, Cemetery Lust is cool. That's another song that you know people should look forward to it. Probably Black Moon, because that was one of the first songs I sat down with Sound. Sound showed me, and like we just basically you know got the song together. You know, it's just a great song. Can you tell me what a night is like at the Black Castle out in L.A.? If you're playing at the Black Castle, you expect to get pretty trashed. And just expect to see all your friends and, you know, a lot of cool stuff. It's fun there. It's a fun, you know, venue. If you play it or not, you're going to get pretty wasted that night. Everyone goes to it. Everybody knows you're going to play. So, you know, you'll see a bunch of familiar faces, a new faces, and a bunch of girls. <laughs> That's, that's that's the night of the Black Castle. Now, would you say the Black Castle is the best place out in L.A. for uh, the black metal, black trash bands? It used to be. Can you throw out any uh, other places that you'd recommend nowadays? Uh, to be honest with you, L.A. hasn't... L.A. is getting a lot of places shut down. Like, right now, though, I can't... I can't name names on which places are, like, are better now because a lot of places keep disappearing. But right now, mm. the places that are really, like... Having shows is the five star. That's in downtown. Loaded has a bunch of great shows. That's in Hollywood. And then we have the Complex. That's in Glendale. And I think that's. I think those three places are are the venues that are having shows right now. I mean, no other venues having shows like before. Instead, if you go to like see like a bigger band, I mean, then you'll probably catch them like at a like at a club up in the Strip or something. But besides that. Those are the few venues that you'll see right now. What do you see as the next couple of spots you want to develop a presence in when it comes to playing new concerts and acquiring new fans? Like, is that the Drinkwater place? It would be great to relocate up to uh, the East Coast. I think that's what I will... I mean, I've always liked, you know, seeing a bunch of... You know, I've seen a bunch of crazy videos that, you know, happen up in the East Coast. It seems like a bunch of fun times. But then also up north. Up north seems like it's really down earth down to earth place. San Francisco, Portland, Seattle and all that stuff, Washington. Seems like it's crazy up to up to those places. Uh we might be playing I think San Francisco in February. We're not sure, it's all in the talk still. Uh we got contacted to play there uh in November but we can't do it. So we're gonna probably reschedule the show maybe till February, so we'll see how that goes. I mean, it should be fun going up there and play. There's been shows up there, and the crowd's go nuts up there. Now, you, Getz, and Richard have visited Las Vegas a number of times in the past. Can you tell me about the last adventure you guys had when you visited Las Vegas? The last time we went to Vegas together was to see Maiden. Now, that was a fun time. Uh, crazy stuff happened. I went with Sal up there, then Getz's car broke down. We had to get them out on the side of the freeway. That was fun. That was a fun way to start Vegas. And then after that, ended up getting drunk and waiting to be made in the next day. And then that was, I believe, 13 years before uh, that it was fun because it was probably the first time Maiden played it since, like, Great New World, I believe it was. It's all of our favorite bands. And, you know, it's a great time, you know. We're all good friends. We're all there. We went there to see our favorite band. So that's a, that was a great time. And Vegas, you know. City that never sleeps, I guess. They say that's New York, but I see that's Vegas. Can you give me some shout-outs for friends of yours and West Coast bands to look up that are on the rise right now that people should know about? 
on this side of the coast, let's see, there's a bunch of great bands. I mean, one of my favorite bands right now has to be Living Alive. Those guys are great. They're super heavy. Most More than likely, I'm going out to see them tomorrow with Lethal Dosage. You know, that's another great band. You already know about them with Richard. Filthy Heathens is another great band. They're like a doomish kind of band, but have that pentagram early Black Sabbath feel into it. So that's another great band. Night Demon. I'll say Night Demon, but Night Demon has their own word to it already. I mean, those guys are doing great for themselves. And Blade Killer is another great band. They like that early heavy metal sound. What types of merch do you have for Savage Rain when it comes to t-shirts, patches, pins, and physical copies of your music? Right now, I only have like probably like five tapes, and then I have like about... 10 pins, and that's basically all we have right now because we're waiting on some art for t-shirts, and then we're going to have art t-shirts, and then just the logo t-shirts, we'll have that, and then we'll have patches with just the logo. The shirts and all that is coming soon, but for now, what we have is just the tapes and the pins. I mean, uh, for 2014, what are some albums that have already come out or will be out by the end of the year that you are really excited about? That's a tough one. I was, you had told me about this question earlier. And to be honest with you, I haven't really grabbed on a new album this year that's really, you get your, you, okay, you got your new Priest album. That's cool. I mean, you expect good stuff from Priest, you know. Motorhead released, what was it, Aftershock this year as well. That's a great album. I still haven't heard the new Exodus stuff, to be honest with you. Tell me, what are some good upcoming concerts that people need to uh, know about for Savage Rain in the coming weeks and months? Oh, well, we have this upcoming Monday, we have a show at the Whiskey with uh, Raven and Night Demon. That should be great. And then after that, I think that should be for the for this year. And then uh, next year, we just confirmed to play with uh, this band called Sons of Satan out here. They're a Venom tribute band. Really good. They sound just like Venom. Uh, like Venom Jr. And uh, with that, it's Sons of Satan, Woodshaven, Us, Temple of Dagon, and there's one more band, which I can't really remember right now what's the name of that band. But that's the next show after this show. Uh, and after that, we have nothing planned. So maybe we'll, when we release the album. Final words. Uh, you know, thanks for the interview. You know, um, Great talking to you again since Deathfest. Cool, and you know, hopefully one day we make it out to that side of the coast and set some shows for all you crazy people out there. And you know, hey, keep it cool, man, and we'll see you again next year for Deathfest. And thanks for the support with Savage Drain and all that stuff, man. We appreciate it. Definitely, man. I really just from day one when I started doing my radio show back four years ago is always about like Texas and like the West Coast and just. Loving, like, the black trash that was coming out of, like, the West Coast. Yeah, Texas has a lot of great bands. I've been seeing a lot of great, like, flyers coming out from over there, and, like, killer logos and stuff. So I gotta Yo, dude. Check out a show over there. Yeah. I couldn't believe you, you didn't mention either Rigor Mortis or At The Gates for important albums this year. I mean, it's just, like, with me, Rigor Mortis is just, like, I've been... A, obsessed about that uh, next album for like 15 years yeah. or something like that and it's just like I can't believe it came out it's just it's like a I dream come true you know yeah I haven't heard oh, it yet you need to check it out man there's there's so many winners on that album man I'll have to check it out okay now um 
Let me just finish this off, and I'll get a station ID from you afterwards, okay? All right. This has been an interview with Savage Rain singer and bassist Chris Rojas on October 16th, 2014, by Nick Perkel. Thanks a lot for listening in to my interview with uh, Savage Rain singer and bassist Chris Rojas. Uh, I had a really good time talking with him, and very likely next month, I'm going to get an interview with uh, Richard Lopez of Lethal Dosage and uh, definitely have some other ideas on the horizon as well. And keep in mind, people, tomorrow is going to be the homecoming game at Montclair State University. So you definitely want to tune in all day and uh, really support the Red Hawks out for their game tomorrow. And... Let's play some Savage Rain right now, just because, like, we were ta- we were listening in to that interview for, like, 20-something minutes, so it's, like, gotta listen to some Savage Rain now. All right, now, if any of you guys have requests, you call in at, w- I mean, at 973-655-4256. Now, that number, once again, to call into WMSC, Montclair State University's Underground Radio, that's 973- Six five five, four two, five six. All right, now here is some Savage Rain, and I guess I'll go in with the song Night Stalker and uh, play a couple of songs from their uh, live uh, recording from last year. Here we go. Hi, this is Chris Rojas, senior bassist from Savage Rain, and you're listening to Japan Nick's Rock and Metal Pandemonium.
this is a hero cry.
All right, that was just... Let's see. Night Stalker and Savages of the Night from Savage Rain. And coming up is a... Is I Don't Believe in Possessed. Um, I'm probably saying this was my favorite recording out of that uh, tape. Uh, really had fun uh, just uh, listening in to Savage Rain. Um, they're just another really, really fun black metal, black thrash, I guess heavy metal, thrash metal band, whatever you'd call it, from uh, the West Coast. They're from L.A. And uh, really, really just uh, got some amazing information out of the guy. I mean, one place I'd love to visit in L.A. is the Black Castle, but it's just like, let's be honest with ourselves, flying out to Los Angeles isn't free. So <laughs> that's the way it is. All right, here we go with a little bit more Savage Rain. Then we're going to get into some Temple of Dagon. And in 30 minutes, we're going to be playing my broadcast of this doom and death metal uh, band's uh concert i mean it's just like this was so obscure and it, it took me so many weeks and months to track this down um this is like something out of my uh collection that i've been uh holding on to for quite some time check it out though and uh stay tuned for the next uh 90 minutes or so and then at 10 p.m you're gonna hear uh mosh all night with katie so uh definitely stay tuned to uh wmsc for the whole night and uh if you are getting uh if you ever feel like uh, at the end of tonight, at the end of uh, one of my broadcasts, like you just want to listen in to some more uh, shows of mine, just go to TuneIn.com. I mean, I'm uploading all my shows there. Um, I probably have maybe about five or ten shows up now. So, I mean, just while you're jonesing for uh, next week's show, listen in to that. And uh, discover some of the music I used to play years, I mean, um, months and even a couple of years ago. Um, some of this stuff has really changed a lot. And obviously certain things go in, in and out of my set list every so often. Um, certain bands I've been following a long time. Other bands, it's just like, maybe um, just take a look at some of that stuff. And maybe if you request it, maybe I could get it back into the set list. So here we go with I Don't Believe in Possessed. From Savage Rain, and it's 8.34 p.m., and you are listening to WMSC 90.3 in Upper Montclair, New Jersey.
Fire, 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 fire,
Eyes, battery, 